Hello, folks. Welcome to the commentary for Umket Industries. Yeah, well, what that guy says. I can't say it while he's saying it. I'm just going to get confused. Anyway, this is Jeffrey Bridges, writer extraordinaire, here with... Seth Anamser, director extraordinaire. And voice of the announcer, as if you didn't know. Yeah, you know, I never tried to say the full title of the show over someone else saying the full title of the show. It's really kind of hard. You get confused. Your brain melts down. It's so long. You just can't do it. I just get, you know, drowned into the actual the actual sound, you know. Deep within the underwater SCAR base. So there was a little lisp in that. Yes, what's been going on with the rest of the squadron. Yes, indeed. What? I've been back by now. Alarm, Bruce I am worried about her. Perhaps I believe the music in the background of this scene is a selection from California Memories. Or, I'm sorry, California Melodies, not Memories. Another old-time radio music show, not unlike G.I. Jive, except uh, a lot less jive yeah. G.I. Jive is so awesome. I'm so completely hooked on it now. That's like the soundtrack to Dixie when I'm writing and I need something to listen to. I just go get some new G.I. Jive episodes and listen to them. It's been appearing in the in the scripts now. You, you've started writing music-something-G.I. Yeah, that happened in one scene that comes up in a, in a later episode. That's such an awesome show. I'm so glad you turned me on to it. You're welcome. Glad you enjoy it. I wish there were more episodes. He's so keen. Keen? He's certainly spiffy. <laughs> So yeah, this episode introduces um, Corny's second big contribution after the anti-aircraft gun. That's right. Not to mention the uh, the I don't know how many uh, thousands of dollars he may have already been pouring into the the battalion and AirQuest dynamics from selling all of his uh, Georgia residence stuff. Yes, indeed. We don't know exactly how much money he does have. Do we? Does it matter? Uh, I've never really addressed that in the story. Now it might come up later. He's going to have a whole lot of stuff to buy for him come season three. Oh. Well, I mean, you know what happens at the end of season two. You saw the script. Yes. So. Well, I did. But enough about the spoilers. I hope I made this uh, toasty. It it smelled sufficiently like the beach. Yay. A deserted beach. Yes. I love the metaphors you keep introducing uh, for me to say. <laughs> Some of them are just uh, uh, so just so choice. Well, thank you, thank you. I certainly try to make them feel old-timey. That's one thing I noticed in listening to a lot of the shows. They were really into the... The, the metaphors for things like that, you know, like like that one time, I forget which episode it was, I think 9, where yeah. I had the battalion descending out of the sky like a gleaming brass sword, sword of vengeance. Of vengeance. Yeah. Yep. All that kind of stuff, so I don't that, normally write like that, so it's kind of a challenge to throw stuff like that in there, but I but it, it works helps, out really well. Yeah, I think it helps give a better feel to the show. Essie's home cooking. 
Yes, we heard a little bit of Essie's place with that, that uh, screen door banging. <laughs> there will be more Essie's home cooking coming up in the future. Oh, good. I'm a little confused as well, but I trust the others know what they're doing. And there are the seagulls again. They seem to be attracted to something near the beach. Hmm. Hmm. Growing attached, is he? Perhaps. I wonder. Perhaps. She figured it out. She's a smart cracker. I don't mean that in the, <laughs> the you know, the bad way. I just meant, never mind. Pretend no, I didn't say anything. The rising water here is actually the sound of a, a medium-grade waterfall that I just had, you know, start off with uh, no sound and then just kind of um, brought up the volume in a, in a streamlined way so it would sound like the submarine was rising out of the water. Very nice. A word from tonight's sponsor, the Multitudinous... Multitudinous! Multitudinous. What was the basis for this commercial? Um... I think it was a motor oil, but they used the um, they used the mittens analogy that I threw into the middle, and they didn't take it as far as I did, of course, because they never really do. But right. uh, yeah, that was like for motor oil, but they were talking about mittens, and I was like, "What the hell are you doing?" And I was like, "That again." Once you hear one, I know it's just like it's too precious, too priceless to not use. It was so bizarre, preciously so. priceless, priceless, preciously priceless. Say that three times fast. Oh, that's a good button for Dixie in a future episode. Oh, yes. Preciously priceless. Maybe. <laughs> I kid, I kid. And if you noticed, I introduced Thomas Galen the exact same way I introduced him in a previous commercial. You did? Yes, I did. With the Thomas Galen part. No. Yeah, with the, the drawing out of his, his, his first name. I love how through this whole commercial he sounds bored out of his mind. That was probably the cutest thing I've ever heard Kristen Bay say ever. <laughs> that little sneeze? Scared the crap out of me. <laughs> Don't ever do it again, Kristen. Ever. It was way too cute. No, do it all You're the time. You're above that. You're above that. Awesome. Really. It was awesome. Hated it. Hated it. Which is why, of course, I left it in. Quite right. All of those examples that I use for the different glove types was right from the commercial. Until this last one, where it makes you feel so... Fancy? Yes. <laughs> that one was mine. I love the way you answer the phone with that. Hello! Almost. <laughs> the, the the higher pitched answering yeah. of the phone. I think it's vaguely reminiscent of like Mrs. Doubtfire or something. It reminds me actually of Monty Python, really. <laughs> That's in, a better analogy. Let's go with that. <laughs> okay. Yes, it would be terribly silly indeed. Why, of course it would. They need different kinds of paint, just as they need different kinds of mittens. <laughs> yeah, the whole uh, the Casablanca tie-in. I wanted to just at some point work in how it was just like nothing special at all when it first came out, and nobody really mm -hmm. thought anything special of it. And right. So then the paint, you know, it was that is what happened when it first came out. Oh yeah, yeah, it was not a big hit at all. It was just another just another movie. Yeah. 
it didn't really gain popularity until like I think it was like the 70s or 80s. I did a bunch of research on it. There was some uh, college campus. I can't remember what it was now, but they had showed it before finals, I think it was, one week, and mm-hmm. um, it got a huge response from all the students, and so they started doing it like um, every year as a routine, like before finals, and so all the, the students got into it, and that's where uh, then other colleges picked it up, and a bunch of them started doing it, and that's where this huge popularity for the movie grew, but like back in the 60s or 70s, and so when they got older, uh, those students, you know, got older, it started showing up more in, in theaters and right. on television and everything, so that's, that's kind of how the whole popularity of this movie built over time. Wow. Yeah, it was really fascinating. Hooray for school! <laughs> yeah, watching movies instead of studying. Right? Yeah, but it was part of the final. Right, right. Well, it wasn't well, part of the it class. Was, it was, well, no. you know. But yeah. Mm-hmm. And? Now he's confused. <laughs> that made no sense. But back to the action. Yeah. Well, do the commercials ever make sense? Um, no, not really. Rarely. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Is this the um, new? This is not. Uh, no, this is not. Uh, Mike okay. Winters. Mike Winters will not be appearing until I believe. The episode I'm currently working on, I'm almost done with, uh, episode 23. He'll okay. Be, I got um, confused, because I was going to say, if it was, he did a really good job sounding just like Kevin, who did it before. But it's no, Kevin, no, no. that's why he sounds like Kevin. Yeah, um, uh, Kevin has a slightly, uh, I was going to say deeper voice, maybe? Um, there, there's a slight, uh, voice variation in that, but, but, but. Mike does a great job um, in the new episodes. And this episode, capturing the heart of Radolf Pelzer. Yeah, we get to know uh, a bit more about <laughs> Radolf in this episode with his uh, inability to do witty banter. I mean, in addition to all of his, you know, hunting and, and, and stuff. But he can't do the banter. He's very bad at it. <laughs> and Walter just loves the water. Well, Walter loves everything. Oh, yeah, that's true. So far... Yeah, is there anything he doesn't like? You asked me that, like, in the last commentary, I think. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> it's an open question, you know, once we figure out what he doesn't of like. Of course can... there is. It'll happen at some point. We'll find it when we get there. That's the high school bell I used to get, or the elementary school bell, one of those. Why should you get all this fun? You are more skilled at engineering than I. And you are more skilled with the knife than I. Hail Scott, good hunter. And now he goes traipsing through the SCAR base. Yes. I'm sorry, the SCAR base. No, SCAR. SCAR is oh. better. Well, fine. Do you want me to go back and fix all the times I said SCAR then? Yeah, why don't you get right on that? Okay, excuse me. <laughs> Dixie darted back and forth down the corridor, taking cover in various rooms and sparing a moment to fire back down the hall behind her. I had a lot of fun placing the sounds in this episode. In and around the dialogue. Right, right. That's one of the, the fun points for me. <clears throat> and there's the knife. Dixie never stood a chance. The blade cut deep into her calf, dropping her to the deck and making it impossible as the hunters. It's a CIA. And you notice the alarm went off, they fixed the leak. Right. Nicely done. Leads up very nicely to Ursula showing up to 
thunk Dixie on the back of the head. Yeah. I love the the scene chewing he does here. Yes, he just just beautiful. <laughs> he just eats those lines up. He reminds me a bit of George Decay. <laughs> on this. I love his screaming too. And the mistake had cost him. Once again, I didn't have to cut anything. He did it perfectly to, to time. Oh, fantastic. Now the shoe is on the other foot, but so was the... Oh, no. That'll teach you to underestimate me. As Dixie readied her next shot, she got movement out of the corner of her eye. Renee did a really good job on that line. It sounded like she was actually, like, hurting. That was very nicely done. Yes. Thank you, Renee, for sounding really, really hurt and yet extremely pissed off. You did great. Now that w- that's a, a song from G.I. Jive. Right. I forget which one. Sorry. I think this was the shortest episode we've had in a while. It came in under 20 minutes. Yeah, I was going to say, I noticed that when I was listening to it. I was like, man, I can't remember the last time we had one this short. It might have been like episode two. It was like 15 minutes, and after that, I think they've all been over 20. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was uh, once again, the action sequences are kind right. of uh, revved up. Uh, yeah. Keep things kind of kind of fast, right. loose and fast. That's how I like it. Oh dear, we know too much about you now. So. Don't, 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 don't let that get out. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, it's only a podcast. It's no one's ever going to hear this. It's not going out to thousands of people or anything. Oh good. As long as it, as long as it doesn't do that. I also enjoyed making Billingsley so uh, full of himself that he won't listen to the episodes he doesn't have lines in. <laughs> That's a great touch. It just came up, but I'm like, I don't do these credits. It's just, you know, insanity in my brain, so. Well, the credits are pretty much insanity anyway, so yeah. it fits yeah. real well. Good job, sir. Good job. Thank you, thank you. You're going to be surprised, Pops. Don't call me that. I'm not that old. Just watch a surprise me, hmm? No, this I didn't research. I don't know if they actually had sub sandwiches back in the. I don't know if they called them that in the forties. I don't know. Like a meatball sub or right, right, anything like that. I don't. Know. I don't know. For actual in-story stuff, you know, I'll research it. But for the credits, I'm just like, whatever. It's crazy anyway. Exactly. Yay, mental defective! Yeah, she steals the Billingsley line. Woohoo! Uh oh. That's three characters you have now. <laughs> I don't think I count as a character. Yes, you do. <laughs> Any voice you do in this show counts as a character. I swear. That includes the uh, the end disclaimer. Oh, whatever. Yes. But I love this bit with uh, Volker continuing to cut you off. That was oh, yeah. very nice. That wasn't in the script, I don't think. No, no, no. That, that was, was an improv. That was right. um, one of the omakis that, that, that Justin Dobby sent me was this long tirade on him rebelling, and I was just like, what if he just does it? And, uh, yeah, what if I just staccato it? It was great. Superior. <laughs> Superior! I like you. Me too. Oh, this is the beginning of something wonderful. 
And there are a couple other omakes that, that Justin had that I threw in here. Mm. He does a good job with those. Yes, he does. Like this next of his part, what, part of it was an improv. A limb-restoring ray gun? I think that would be pushing the suspension of disbelief, even for this show. This part. I mean, what next? The robot turning into a car of some sort? Huh. That makes it like the second Transformers reference in this script. Yeah, which is why I thought it, it lent itself well from the original. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, it was cool, yeah. Transformers rule! Optimus Prime forever! Anyway. And a robot bonding moment. Over their oddly shaped parents. That's the only bonding moment for them, right? Right? I th- yeah, right. I think so. Right? Okay. <laughs> That's right better. back to fighting, so you know. Trying to uh, change up the uh, the robotic noises there. Detention? What are you three? Some sort of school mom conglomeration? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's so good. Those triplets beating up Billingsley. They had to get down the act. Everyone loves to beat up Billingsley. Oh yeah. Yes. Stay tuned next time for the long-awaited rematch of Dixie vs. Geist, only at Pendant Audio. And that's another Omaki. Actually, there was more to that, but I thought it was better to cut it off there. Because mm. he actually names one of the, uh, one of the, uh, the fighters. <clears throat> right. Uncle cover all. Go, go, go! Stay safe, America. Ah. He'll never get out of that. Never. 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 All right. Well, I guess I guess we're done for this month. Yay! Woohoo! Happy April, everyone. See you next month. Bye. Bye.